0: Can anyone stop Kevin Durant? Does LeBron need to rethink how he plays? Did Curry just lose the Finals MVP? The only question left is: Say it with me, you win. Hey, sports fans! Coach Nick here, and welcome to the Bball Breakdown Live Show post-game slash podcast recording for tomorrow. As always, I'm joined by Dave Dufour at Dave Dufour NBA. Um, Dave, we have a, we had an interesting game, uh, probably the best the Cavs have played maybe in all the playoffs, but, uh, to no avail.
1: Yes. I mean, maybe game one, they played a little bit better, but this series has been fun, man. It's been really good. And, and, you know, Rodney hood sort of being the secret weapon for the Cavs was really interesting and, uh, it was a lot of fun. And Le- LeBron was, you know, he had a 33 point triple double. And all we're going to talk about is Kevin Durant, because Kevin Durant, I mean, this was his game. I mean, this was 2017 finals, Kevin Durant. It, it was just insane. And for a long time there, the rest of the Warriors were doing nothing to help him out. And, and KD kept him in this game and ultimately won the game. So, wow, it was a fun game. Man, it was great.
0: You know, let's talk about KD for a second, because quite honestly, I would say, let's see, he took 23 shots. He was 50 for 23. <laughs> I might argue that the of the eight shots he missed, I would think like maybe like six were like, I didn't like them at all. Uh, so there was a moment there where he kind of just got into an FU mode for with everybody and was trying to shoot it. Um, and But it's hard, you can't really criticize that, a guy who shot that well. Six for nine from three and that dagger three, which you know, people want to make it like it was in that same area as it was last year when he pulled up, but obviously that was a pull-up versus a static, standing around, shot clock winding down, you know, contested three. Uh, I, it ends the series, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a wrap. Um, I, whether or not it's going to be a sweep, I don't know. The, you know, We could see the Warriors come out and kind of punt game four and finish this up in, in right. Oracle. But, uh, man, what a game for Kevin Durant. And, and not to be lost in all of this is how terrible Steph Curry was. Probably his Ooh. worst
0: game ever, I think.
1: Yeah, it might be. I mean, it was, it, he was borderline historically bad. It was almost John Stark's life. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, wow. I, I read this uh, apparently after uh, Ray Allen hit his eight threes in, in the 2010 uh, finals, he went 0 for 8 from 3 in the next game. And so Curry actually started this game 0 of 9. So,
0: Yes, he that did. Was... Well, here's the other thing um, that you have to worry about as far as the Cavaliers' perspective is that, um, okay, Two of their players, their best shooters, had the worst shooting games maybe of their careers, or certainly Curry did, and they win. And so now you're going to go into game four where you know that they're going to shoot better from the three. They just are. In fact, Curry could actually have this as an impetus to go off and break his record, right? Like, who knows what he's going to do, but it'll be better than zero for, what did he go? I'm sorry, Oh for 11? Oh, 1 uh, for 10 from three. Yeah. And 1%. so, you know, that that is a real concern for the Cavaliers without question. And uh, I don't know. That's why I think that a sweep certainly sounds in order. Also, it just feels like, the the energy is now let out of the bag here for the Cavaliers. They came out, they played, they played really, really well in that first quarter, and yet they could not get any separation from the Warriors, who were turning the ball over. They were giving up a lot of offensive rebounds. Everything the Cavs wanted to do, the Cavs were hitting threes. So um, yeah, I mean, listen, I don't think anyone's going to argue that the Cavaliers are a better team. We kind of knew that the Warriors were going to win. It's just a question of how many games. Uh, and at this point, it just feels like I don't, I don't know what the Cavs are going to be able to bring in Game Four. I guess more Rodney Hood. My whole kyle corver thing from today is just he just he let me down he just let me down
1: yeah I, kyle corver looks 37 years old when he tries to play against the warriors that i mean that's yeah that's what they do to people so um and especially to him i mean he, he you know he he struggled against them this isn't the first time that he struggled against the warriors so uh yeah i mean rodney hood man uh might have might have saved his his contract for next year with this game um you know not I don't want to go overboard and and say you know he he looks like a guy who who should be starting for them but I wouldn't be shocked if he starts game four just to try it you know just to see what happens
0: right okay which is another key here because who would he start for obviously J.R. Smith because I argued that J.R. Smith I could do a whole montage for the whole playoffs in fact for his whole career about how how bad he is on the weak side on defense, and how lost he gets. How many times are we going to see like LeBron yelling at him because he's involved with him on a weak side screen and pinned down, and the guy, the screener, slips to the basket for a layup every time. It's crazy. And that last one where the uh, Draymond got a dunk that that really really iced the game. You know, he, he helped one pass away off the corner when Rodney Hood had gotten back in position and uh, give up a dunk. The game's over. So I would be surprised if they change the starting lineup. It's clearly Rodney Hood is the guy who would have to. Uh, you have to get rid of J.R. Smith, right?
1: Yeah, and, and Hood's defense was, was actually great tonight. He blocked Sean Livingston on yeah. a mid-range jumper, which is just insane to to even think that that could be possible. Um, so I thought he played with a lot of vigor tonight and, and that's something that you know frankly was missing in, in in that spot um and and it was nice to see you know you know i'm a huge rodney hood fan and really really thought he was going to pull it all together i also love any left-handed player for some reason um <laughs> yeah. so you know uh it was nice to see him come out and have that game especially after he you know he kind of quit on this team earlier in the playoffs you know he refused to enter a game and and somehow that just kind of you know, got lost in the shuffle. So I'm hoping that internally things are good, right? Like maybe that they're over that, whatever the miscommunication was. And they, you know, they go forward this offseason and, and hopefully that guy gets some money. But uh but yeah, back to this so uh JR Smith actually he overplayed a KD post up at like twenty feet from the yeah. basket and K D just turns the shoulder and gets a um you know draws the help and hits Livingston for a dunk with a really nice pass, it, it, that was sort of indicative of what his defenses look like Almost all playoffs, much right. less the series. So.
0: Well, it's that fake hustle, right? Where it looks like, oh, I'm really trying, but you're just just basically disengaging. There's another one too. My mind's eye, I'm, I'm picturing where he did the same thing. Where, you know, it goes back to even the thing where he almost hurt Clay in Game Two, and then he gave up the three, the uh, the half court buzzer, or the halftime buzzer to Curry. It's all this like, oh, I'm just gonna just dive around and jump, and that looks like I'm giving effort, but it's just mi- completely misplaced. Um, you can't, we talked about this last time. I don't think he's not a guy you can win a title with, you know, I, 2016, you know, be damned. He's just the guy you cannot have on a really good, uh, to play against a really good team.
1: Yeah, it's just too difficult to have one guy who constantly makes mental mistakes and, you know, everyone else kind of has to cover for that guy. And then they already have Kevin Love who they sort of have to cover for when he gets you know when he gets caught on the switches so you know it's too much and uh, if JR's not going to hit shots although tonight he did start out well you know he hit a few shots um, mm-hmm. but if he's not going to hit shots consistently especially since the majority of what he's getting are, are just you know spot-ups um, then yeah you got to f- figure something else out uh, but speaking of Kevin Love, Kevin Love had a great first half and then was a ghost in the second half what yeah. wh- what happened? Uh,
0: that's a great question. Let's figure that out. Cause I was taking notes throughout I mean, to kind of figure out how they were attacking. I mean, I think what happened was LeBron sort of just went ISO mode a lot and sort of, you know, he was, cause here's the thing. LeBron in the first half was really moving the ball. Did he have like nine assists in the first half? Something like that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And he and only finished 14 points
0: and he finished with 11. So that shows you what happened. He decided to, sw- to flip the switch and sort of be a lot more aggressive, right? He kind of felt like he was forcing the switch to Curry again. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. it. And, and by the way, uh, let me talk about that. So there's a moment in the third quarter where I, I just got kind of upset watching the Cavaliers play offense because it was the same thing over and over and over again. And whether it's I, – maybe I just need variety. I just – like what, what excites me about basketball is the, the – um, you never know what you're going to get, right? There's a bit of surprise every down, every time down. The ball moves and things change. They weren't doing that. And that it's, it's really just um, aesthetically a problem, and I think it hurts guys like Kevin Love.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, he looked aggressive tonight starting out, and, and yeah. it looked like one of those games, you know, where, uh, you know, nobody's going to complain about the officiating in this game. That, that's, that's one thing I learned from Twitter tonight. Um, but uh, Well, no, you, know, you mean like
0: everybody's going to complain about the officiating
1: no nobody's only on the court they're they're not complaining on Twitter but uh you know they were letting him get physical inside and and you know Kevin love was taking advantage I mean he had he had a rebound that I mean I don't know if I've seen him exert that much force on a basketball court ever right and uh, and had a nice uh nice little hook shot out of that I mean he was he was really looking to score it was kind of a continuation of what he did in game two and then uh it just I mean it disappeared and, and part of that I wonder as we saw Rodney hood sort of uh assert himself in the second half of this game, you know, Kevin Love sort of fell by the wayside a little bit. You know, right. Rodney Hood did a great great job attacking closeouts, which is something that Cleveland's been missing completely. No one on this team for them has has been attacking closeouts at all. Um so, you know, it, it's uh I don't know, it's 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 a weird they've got a weird roster anyway. Yeah. So it was kind of a weird game.
0: You know, when we start talking about weird things, it just sort of reminds me of my first job out of college and how I got it. I wanted to work on the movie Richie Rich that was filming in Chicago, so I wandered into the location manager's office. He had a stack of resumes at least 200 thick. I asked him if he was hiring. He took one look at the resumes, another look at me, then hired me on the spot. It was just as easy as using ZipRecruiter is now. It's the best place to connect growing businesses with qualified candidates by visiting ZipRecruiter.com slash breakdown. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. They've got powerful matching technology, scanning thousands of resumes to identify just the right candidates so you never miss a match. Did you know 80% of employers find a quality candidate on the first day? With results like that, it's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is the highest-rated hiring site in America. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address: ziprecruiter.com/breakdown. That's ziprecruiter.com/b r e a k d o w n. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I mean, I'm willing to blame LeBron for that. In fact, I was having a conversation with friend of the breakdown, Eli Horowitz, who is definitely going to come on the podcast to talk about more about what we had on the phone today. But basically, we're we're kind of discussing the notion of LeBron. You know, like when you and I were growing up, Magic Johnson was sort of the, the gold standard point guard, ball dominant big guard. But he was the guy who always understood. Okay, you know, Worthy hasn't gotten the shot in a few possessions. We got to get him a shot on that on that right block. He's so good at right. Or Byron right. Scott. He's gonna we're gonna get him a shot. He hasn't gotten one yet. He knew how to manage the game that way. You know, in a savant like way. I think Rondo has that now. I don't think that LeBron James has it. I think that there's an ego thing there where he decides that he is going to control everything, which I think is fine because he is that good. But I don't think he can handle uh, the ability to, to recognize that situation. So there's a, a prime example: Kevin Love was six for ten in the first half, and uh, ten rebounds, uh, and you know, just getting shots all over the place, and then completely disappears. He got five points in the second half, and I think part and again we, as I discussed. That, that is a, a thing that's on LeBron if he's going to be that ball dominant. Um, and, I, and I think that might be the one thing if you ever needed to try and criticize LeBron for anything, that that might be it.
1: I think that that that's sort of an old-school point guard thing, the guy with the counter in his head, you know, um, Isaiah Thomas. Oh, I, I know uh, Vinny Johnson had touched the ball in a couple right, of positions. Right, right. like that. Um, you know, and that's how, you know, we probably grew up, at least that's how I grew up being coached, you know. You need to keep track of who's touching the ball, make sure everybody gets a touch, things like that. But with LeBron James, like, you know how it's going to work. The possession is going to be he's going to have the ball, he's going to draw the defense, and then he's going to uh, make a pass. And and you get basically one pass, maybe two. You know, maybe that guy makes the next pass. But other than that, I mean, this has sort of been their offense is how they've been successful. Last year, you know, they had one of the best offenses of all time. So, you know, under with the same sort of scheme. now They don't have the same guys this year. This is not the same team from last year. So. Right. Um, you know, it's a, it's a whole different world, and you know this series. If, if it if it's shown us anything else, it's the value that Kyrie Irving provided for this team. His ability to go out, create a look, you know, to be someone other than LeBron that could create looks not only for himself but for other people
0: right and, and, and by the way that's it was a necessity that he had to create for himself because LeBron wasn't existing in an offense that would create other shots for other people other than like a drive by him or a post up by him and then a whip out for a shot and that's the thing that we see, like a dichotomy between the Warriors, right? They, they get side to side. They get multiple passes into possession much more than the Cavaliers do. Now, what's what's frustrating about that to me is that when the Cavaliers do do that, it looks beautiful, and the shots are beautiful. And when they bog down in their force of switch of Curry onto LeBron, now, a part of it is, and I will fully admit, like, I'm an underdog kind of guy. I don't like bully ball. I don't really like seeing him, you know, just throw his shoulder, down use that by the way and he's a master at using his left arm have you noticed that like he goes to his right he uses his left arm. and He doesn't get it out too far, but it's a battering ram, and it kind of goes down into the waist and the top of the thigh area, and that that just staggers guys back. And they they, they I guess they let him do it, so we're not gonna we can't complain it's a foul. But um, to me, it's like let's get him coming off of a dribble handoff. Let's him comp- uh, compress the defense in the middle of the floor, and then get a kick out. Let's get you know let's get some traditional movement on the basketball floor rather than what they're doing. I think I think they'd be better. They probably would have had at least one win.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they going away from the elbow action that they've used the last uh, few years, you know, uh, things like that. But but again, they don't have the bodies to run off those, you know, the the high post split, right? God, like they, they don't got,
0: They're pros. They got pro, they got Kevin Love. Uh,
1: yeah, okay, Bill. but you know, Kevin Love like remember uh what was the point? Oh, it was elbow uh rub. Yeah. Uh that they used to run for Richard Jefferson all the time. Like that to me Larry Nance, why why wouldn't they run run that with Larry Nance, I right? Know. Okay. Okay. So Great. So here's the question. Like, I don't even know if they're running
0: much of that. Maybe out of a timeout they kind of get something out of that. But they're not. Like when you, if you were comparing the out of timeout plays from the, from the Warriors versus the Cavaliers. And I did this, I did this in the, when, the, when the, the, the Warriors won the first time. It's like they waste so many opportunities when the ball is stopped and they get inbound and know exactly where the players are to run something really clever. Very frustrating. Whereas the Warriors do it, they're already more talented, and yet they're also out executing the, the Cavaliers. That's what's frustrating most to me. At least put yourself in positions. And uh, by the way, all of that said, <laughs> all of that said, they were right there, right? They had leads. They were. It was very close. Um, you know, so it's not like they're getting destroyed by forty points without doing these things. But man, you're talking about a player here or there. It's all the more reason why you need to have that execution.
1: I agree. I mean, you know, we this is sort of the same stuff we've been talking about all season with this team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was why we had our doubts that LeBron was going to get them to the finals. And, and well, what did we learn? Don't doubt right. LeBron. At least to get out of the East. And, and you know, it, it, just, it just goes to show that the Warriors are just in a different class. And I think Houston's in a different class. Like Houston probably would be doing, you know, having similar success uh, right. against Cleveland. And so, you know, it's time for the Cavs, I think, this summer. You know, depending on what's happening with LeBron, they're they're very obviously going to have to go to the drawing board, look at this roster, see what changes they can make. Uh, you know, from, you know, what do they have in house? What assets do they have? Other teams value. Again, Rodney Hood is going to be an interesting situation. He's a restricted free agent. Um, he hasn't done himself any favors this season, and especially in the playoffs until tonight. Um, you know, I don't know that there are going to be offers out there. You know, will will he consider? Maybe just signing his qualifying offer and, and trying to go, you know, come in on a make good qualifying offer, be an unrestricted guy next summer. Uh, you would think yeah. that, that Cleveland wants to keep him around because he's clearly got talent. It's just finding a way to get him to maximize that talent.
0: Yeah, a part you know? of me feels like I'd be surprised if he does stay, honestly. But l- let's move to the, uh, some of the questions that we have over on, on Periscope. Here's a good one. H Cantrell 10 asks, so Curry lost finals MVP tonight, right? Uh interesting question. We need to kinda look at who is gonna get that trophy. Um what do you think?
1: Um I don't know. I mean if you if you look at it, uh I guess KD has two good games and Curry has two good games. So Yeah, it's um, tomorrow it's Friday night decides it, right? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Let's just give it to Igodala again. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, the, uh, the old clay, how about clay Thompson? Nah, I mean, listen, like clay is the most consistent player for the warriors tonight. He actually rebounded the ball really well. Got got some key rebounds, including kind of the game clenching rebound there at the end. Um, you know, no, but yeah, not really. No. I I think it's probably still Steph. Right. We, well, we have two choices. I would think Steph is probably uh, ahead by a
0: nose. But, yeah, clearly it's going to, I mean, to, uh, Friday's game is going to have to uh, mean something to that and not to figure that out. So um, let's see here. It's had LeBron setting screens and involved in handoffs. This is from Ogby Ball. But LeBron wanted to play ISO in Cleveland. Uh, that is probably right. That seems to me, you know, a real – now, i got to remember back in Miami, but they did do some of that. But also, I had issues with their offense too. I've had issues with LeBron James' offense teams through his whole career. And, um, you know, if he is the one that's controlling the offense, and I think that most people sort of agree that, you know, we've heard little snippets here and there about, like, just how much control he has. Uh, I, I just don't think it's possible to be to have to be able to manage that in game while you're also playing. It just doesn't seem possible to me, and I think we're seeing the results at least from what I see.
1: I, I honestly, I think the biggest thing is the talent gap between these two teams. I, you know, I think if if you know if Kyrie Irving's still there, this is a better series. I mean, it's already a good series. Yeah. Let's let's not forget that for you know essentially eleven out of twelve quarters, the Cavs have been in this thing. And, you know, that's, that's nothing to shake a stick at. I, I really think that, you know, the idea that the league is broken um, needs to kind of go away a little bit. You know, like, it's all about it. basketball is a chess match. Right. You know, and, and I think Ty Lue has done a really good job of playing chess in this series. I mean, there's no other way. When you look at these two rosters, the, the Warriors are so far um, out ahead of what Cleveland has. And yet Cleveland has been in this for 11 out of 12 Right. Of
0: course. Absolutely. I must. I want to make sure everyone uh, hears me acknowledge that exactly now. But again, when it is that razor, razor thin, you do need to have a little bit better. And by the way, Agreed. the offensive thing is probably not even the issue here. You know, I know Mike Zavano is going to yell at me for saying it's the offense because it, it is the defense, too. I mean, it, they kind of go hand in hand. But without question, the defensive issues, they can't guard a weak side screen for the for their lives. Uh, even if it's not J.R. Smith. And, you know, that's all the Warriors do. I mean, the Warriors can get a switch of J.R. Smith onto KD in the post every time down, and that's why we've seen KD just destroy them on these shots. It's like he's, he's shooting over guys that have no. there's no way they can contest those shots.
1: He's a ridiculous shot maker. I mean, it's some of the stuff he was shooting tonight.
0: He had a one-on-love no. that was ridiculous to his last
1: yeah, there's just no reason he should be hitting these these jumpers. Uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're mid-range jumpers, so they're gimmies. I mean, he probably get hit a hundred out of a hundred unguarded in a gym, yeah. but these are not unguarded in a gym. This is, you know, in front of uh, thousands of people, uh, millions at home on TV with another guy who's six ten with a hand in his face. You know, right. it's just it's insane some of the stuff he was hitting. For sure. Um, but, yeah, that and one falling away to his left was just yeah, insane. And that
0: was. And uh, let me give a quick shout out to Puff out there over on YouTube who's helping us keep the comments clean on the YouTube side. So thank you so much for that. Uh, We have a nice orange one. Again, I don't remember how they do that, but somebody's got a nice catch caught my eye in the comments. How are the Cavs? This is ISM. How are the Cavs going to stop JaVale McGee? Uh, Another, you know, he he gets, uh, wait, he did start tonight, right? Am I losing my mind? He started. Yeah, he'll, Um, he'll be starting Game four, yeah, and he looked terrific. I mean, he had uh, for the game. He had ten points, but he probably had all those in the first, I think, or almost all those. Let's see here. Uh, Javale had uh, oh, wait. No, the
1: third was big for oh, him. Oh, my
0: fault. He had two points in the first, and then he had the third with the rest of them. So, yeah, uh, yeah he he. Looked, I mean, it, by the way, he had a clunker again, I believe, um, near the basket that he missed. But uh, either way, he yeah, he provides something that they just don't have: uh, athletic, vertical. Um, you know, the touch really isn't there. Oh, I know. Yeah, he had a great move on LeBron. And it, it turned into a running little hook, and he missed it. Um, do you, can you picture that one, Dave? Yeah, I, I remember. You know, but other than that, he played pretty much exactly the way they needed him to do it. And um, and yeah, it's it's just you know to the point where don't you think he should have played some in, in the
1: Houston series? Absolutely, I actually said that. Um, you know, just just as to give him another look and, and his you know his vertical spacing. It works, and Draymond is such a willing lob passer. Yeah. Uh, and Bell isn't the lob threat that they want him to be. <laughs> you know, Javale actually is, and, and you know Javale is smart about uh, when to slip screens, and uh, mm-hmm. he actually makes contacts on the other screens, like the ones that he's supposed to. So, I mean, I think Javale, while he, you know, the, we we pay attention to the the kind of brain farts. Um, For the most part, he's been a he's been a solid player for these guys. And, and, you know, I think in game two, while he looked good, he was, you know, his plus minus was zero. Um, But he still had an impact on the game Um, beyond the box score. There was a lot of stuff he did. And, you know, Steve Kerr loves to come out of timeouts and and out of halves and, and quarter breaks with lob plays, and JaVale is, you know, it's a good lob target. So, yeah. yeah, I think he's been really good for them. And, and again, I he'll get the start in game four. I mean, sure. I thought he was good tonight. They had and, a great- and, hang on. And defensively, when he got switched on LeBron, yeah. he did a decent job staying in front of him, feeding him into the help, and KD comes over and gets a nice block. You know, that's a, that's a huge luxury to have a guy, you know, yeah. to have a seven-footer who can at least be fleet, fleet enough a foot to stay in front of LeBron to force him into yeah. Draymond or KD. So. And there's
0: another one where he had him, kept him in front, and um, I think he forced a long shot that missed, but then he another one where he just reached in after like six seconds of good defense and just kind of bailed him out. I don't know why, so maybe they'll go through the film and you know just sort of make that a teaching point. He'll get it. Um, but yeah, clearly LeBron is... Doesn't want to like go into him and try and get him down low, uh, driving on him. And uh, Javale's been doing a nice job keeping him in the front. Uh, Chrono Shifter has a great question over on the uh, Periscope side. Uh, what cue do you teach to recognize and decide to slip the screen?
1: Do you want to take this one, Dave? Well, I mean. It, I guess it depends on you know what it depends on what your your goal is as an offense you know I'm I'm assuming Kerr is coming into the night like you know here are the key points and when there's when they're doing a hard show or going or you know that they're coming for the switch that's the time to to slip now you don't want to do it every single time I think Livingston might be the smartest guy on the Warriors about well mm-hmm. maybe Clay actually Clay's pretty good at it too. As yeah. far as picking your the right spot to slip. What, now when you were teaching guys to slip what what did you used to do? Well, you know, if it's a pin down
0: Right. In theory, your man's in front of you. Right? You're, right. you're facing the baseline. So you see him. And so you're kind of looking for him to be, you know, sneaking up, whatever, to get up there. And then you also see the guy you're screening because he's in front of you as you're trying to screen. So it's that notion. A, one of the things is you, you got to set a couple of good screens to kind of set it up usually. Although now right. in the league, they all slip everything. But um, so I'm kind of watching for the guy, uh, my guy. And if he starts to slide up even with me or higher, even before the screen is set, then yeah, I will go on that kind of a pin down. Uh, you have other kind of screens where you're, you're kind of cross screening. It might not be as easy to see. And It's kind of a feel thing. Uh, but clearly, it's really about where your man is. And what we're getting is, is that we get both the screener's man and the cutter's man going to the cutter. And that is why uh, when I teach the defensive side of things, I stress, and this is a rule that people will argue with me, and it it makes no sense to me, is if I'm the guy getting screened, I'm the guy who's calling switch, nobody else. The screener's man does not call switch because what do we coach? We coach the guy guarding the the cutter to stay with the man, fight over the screen whenever you can, and only will I know if I can get around it or not. So, right. you know, that's why he has to call it. And when you don't do it that way, that's when you see. And we keep – I mean, it's happened half a dozen times tonight where they go with the cutter. The guy it, – it's not even a slip. He's just, like, looking around going, damn, there's nobody guarding me. And I go to the basket, and they get a nice pass. So there you go. That's my thats my expl- excuse uh, or my, my explanation for that well, one.
1: And then that miscommunication, you know, that's thats when you wind up with, you know, you leave Steph Curry open for for one of his deep threes. You give him three feet and, and hit, right. you an know, open shot for him. So – um, but yeah, I, 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 it, you'd be a shocked how many times you see the guy who's not getting screened calling for that switch. Right.
0: And it's just it not is. his, you know, because it, I guarantee you that he calls that switch. The guy finally fights over. Yes, I did it, coach. And then, boom, they're both standing with the cutter. The guy's scoring. Um, we have a great, interesting question here uh, from, uh, let's see here. Well, let's, let's see if we can comment on this. Super Hot Fire 24 over on the Periscope was like, asked us, can we speak on LeBron being too predictable? I, I suppose, is that, what was, is that what was getting me in the third quarter so frustrated watching? that It's the, Prob- predi- the predictability.
1: Yeah, probably. Probably, you know. and it works against, you know, 26 or 27 out of the Correct. 30 teams in the league. That right. That's the truth, and so, you know, you stick with what works, and it does work, um, and I think that that's why Rodney Hood had so much su- su- success tonight. The Warriors hadn't seen him, Yeah, and it was pretty <laughs> obvious they didn't really have a scouting report on him either, right? Right. Like, right. So, I mean, he was doing, he looked like a Sean Livingston clone quite a bit. I, you know, he was operating in the mid-range, had a nice little turnaround um and it was so it was funny that they struggled against it but uh, yeah i mean uh i think that yeah the predictability it's an issue and and we saw with houston right like predictability it's that makes it so like it's all about your talent houston has better talent so they can get away with it a little bit more sure cleveland just doesn't have the talent to make it work i mean how many open shots have they missed in this series it's insane yeah and you know, you you stick a guy like uh, you know, if you if if LeBron's throwing these passes to Chris Paul in the corner, or Trevor Ariza, a guy who's going to stick shots.
0: Yeah. Um, well, but you know, but, it, you it know just, Love and Jr. Aren't those guys supposed to prove in well, Love like
1: and Love has has shot okay. Okay. Uh, Jr. Has not right? right, but Jr. hasn't shot well in a little
0: while. Right. So. And by the way, Corver came off some pin downs, wide open, and he missed them. And he didn't catch the ball clean and all those things. And it was working. Like, they got the shot they wanted, finally, and they were doing it. But, man, it was didn't look good. It started out bad because he got a quick shot inside, which he never takes. And it missed, the, like, a layup that was – it wasn't open. It was sort of contested. He had to rush it. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's an interesting – chicken and egg thing about how they run their offense and whether that hurts the role players more than it needs to. Uh, we have a question in the YouTube section. Afro-nomo, uh it says, have the Warriors proved their, quote, lack of a bench, unquote, doesn't matter?
1: No, I don't think so. I, I think that, you know, what we saw, like they were very dependent on Andre Iguodala. You know, um, I, I think that it matters that when Iguodala is out, they were kind of scrambling trying to figure out who's going to fill this role for us. I think that that kind of stuff's important. Andre Iguodala is the fifth most important player on that team. You know, he was starting for them in the playoffs and he went out right. and then it was okay, well we're going to start Looney. Uh, we're going to start JaVale. We're going to, you know what I mean? We're going to we're going to play Nick Young more. I think that having a bench is important and I I expect the bench is going to be a major focus for Golden State this summer. They're they're going to be trying to upgrade at every Every bench spot, right. they're probably not going to carry seven centers next year.
0: Yeah, well, we talked about we talked about that before yeah. too. I mean, they have a good core off the bench, right? I think that uh, Bell is great for them. So is uh, McCall. If he, if he develops like he was before, and uh, uh, oh my goodness, uh, he didn't play today. The guard, the little guard. Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook, thank you. You know, that's a nice three to start with, and you're talking about Iguodala, perhaps, and, and Livingston. I, I think that they're okay, but you're right. They need to upgrade, you know, either figure out what they're going to do with JaVale, get, yeah, get rid of Zaza. Uh, Looney is gone, right? He's probably going to get signed for someone else, right?
1: I, I don't know. The center market's going to be pretty tight this summer, and, uh, and, you know, Golden State has his bird rights, so they can figure something out. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, yeah. I think that they probably regret turning down that option. Though.
0: Wait, now, Looney... Is not hurt. Didn't even he got played for like a minute.
1: Yeah. Jordan wow. I mean, well think about it though. It's about it's about the matchup with these guys. Yeah, uh, but you, you know Jordan Bell's a better matchup against Cleveland. He's able to to use his speed a little bit more and exploit the matchup when you know when he's getting being guarded by Tristan Thompson or Kevin Love. Okay. Whereas in the last series, Capella's pretty, pretty quick and and you know, Looney's a little bit more stout. Um, oh. Not to mention Looney. Looney does a better job of not fouling against Harden and Chris Paul. Right. I, his,
0: I thought Looney you know. was doing an okay job against LeBron in those iso situations too. But um, yeah, I, I guess it's the. And by the way, who knows? Game four and he, Bell was maybe he good to run.
1: Yeah, Bell, Bell was really good tonight. Yeah, he, man, he had a he had a dunk and he looked like he accidentally jumped too high. I thought he was gonna hit his mouth on the rim. I mean, he, it was really close. He is very um, springy for sure. He for really me. is. Yeah. If if they can work out, if they can get him a jump shot. It's, it's all she wrote.
0: Yeah. No, I'm telling you, because he could be Dray- Draymond 2.0, because he can pass. And he had a pass. He saw a pass. and He made it, whatever. Uh, a couple times I've seen him in this playoffs where it's like, whoa, that's next level vision. So he just needs more experience and, uh, and a jump shot and look out. Because, you know what, Draymond's jump shot is broke. So, uh, Somebody on
1: Twitter. Said that it looks like he's wearing a backpack every time he shoots a jump yeah, shot. Yeah, right.
0: And he, and
1: now I can't see it any other way. <laughs> he, he, Yeah, it's a catapult,
0: and he just he just bends his legs way too much. And when he doesn't do that, they go in, and it's it's so simple. I'm gonna, tr- I swear, I'm gonna make it my effort this this summer to try and track him down and help him because it's a, it's such an easy fix for him to get to like at least thirty six, thirty seven percent. Because I don't think think he's close to that now over the regular season. Maybe he was, but. I don't know. Either way, we have another couple questions here. We can go to Jeff Tao asks, Coach, do you think that the three-two zone can weaken KD's performance, just like Boston did to Kobe in two thousand eight? Wow, you're trying to make me go back ten years to remember that. I don't know. I don't. I, obviously, the zone would be a, a terrible idea. I think against the Warriors, don't you think? Yeah,
1: they'll just shoot right over the top of it.
0: Yeah. They, they, they're too clever, too. They'll get like these really cool little, uh, you know, hammer actions in the weak side and pin that guy down, and then, you know, I think it'd be over. There are, there are, there are too many good playmakers in that team. Uh, how about this one? Ashish Rao asks Do you think the regular season should be taken more seriously by LeBron and the Cavs if they want to find these mistakes earlier? Interesting. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know.
1: What do you think? I'm, I'm curious.
0: I would, you know, it would, it would make it a lot easier on you and I, <laughs> just because we wouldn't have to guess on how they're going to, you know, if we had to base our analysis on the regular season, then we'd think they wouldn't make the first round. So, um, you know, although that said, LeBron played all 82 games. He did. Um, and that was know, a goal of his. Yeah. Even though he didn't play, you know, the defense a lot of the time. Um, right. But, you know, it is a good point. Like the regular season does give you that solidification of a defense and the rotations and the focus and all those things that make you a hardened team ready to win. And, you know, if you don't do it like that, you, you know, those things don't often turn them on. Again, you can get to the finals like LeBron did, but um, that, that's you're going to hit a wall at some point.
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard to correct bad habits in April, May, and June. Yes, so
0: yeah so and then you know and then they don't they don't have, they don't even have the habits that's the thing they don't they have to develop the habit first so uh anything else you see in the comments uh, over on periscope as we start to wrap this thing up no coach isn't on drugs anymore looking better oh uh, yeah i got a little <laughs> sleep this i took a nap this this afternoon
1: yeah i saw someone uh, ask you to fix my jumper my jumper needs no needs no work it's good to go
0: i, know, I saw it my, on my driveway and now i'm forgetting how what it looked like
1: it's 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 butter
0: okay Right. Yeah. You, hey, my I, knees,
1: I, on the other hand, though, are bugging me. So, oh,
0: uh, my left knee is is about. To, I can't get up the stairs. And my right shoulder, by the way, it hurts. And so when I try and shoot, it hurts. And so I'm already like, you know, so I need some help. I need some some good Pilates work. Um, why did Jordan Clarkson' bec- uh, game become so goddamn awful from being a dynamite scorer against the La- uh, for the Lakers? Uh, that's from Izzy Mac. Uh, you want to answer that one,
1: Dave? I mean, I mean, I don't know. Uh, good. Decent stats on a bad team. Right. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. But also, there is a thing. that The LeBron thing sure. is a thing. Not that he's makes his teammates better or worse or whatever, but there is a severe adjustment that many players need to make when you go play for, with LeBron on his team. And some guys just can't do it. Some guys take a lot longer than, you know, he just got there in February. It took Chris Bosh how long before he could figure it out? A, almost a year, I would say. Right? Uh,
1: eh. He was good by the time the playoffs came around.
0: Yeah, first. so like you know, he needed the whole season. Uh, Jordan Clarkson didn't even have that. He had you know a, a few months. So that's that's part of it. Uh, but it's just not you know Clarkson's better when he's when he's doing handling the ball a lot, and that's just never going to happen on a LeBron team. So and that's why Kyrie left. So ooh. anyhow, we have a couple of really quick questions. Afro Nomo wants to say, do the Rockets beat the Cavs as easily as the Warriors with with or without Chris Paul? Ooh, um, yeah, yeah, right. Well, I don't know. Without Chris Paul, do the the Rockets beat the Cavs? Probably. Probably, yeah. And then um, Affordium asks, "Do you think the Cavs supporting cast are really this bad, or are we expecting too much from an old LeBron that just isn't what he used to be?"
1: No, Uh, LeBron is averaging like thirty-five, nine and nine in twenty-one games of the playoffs, which is basically a quarter of a season. Uh, No, this is not. None of this is on LeBron.
0: Right. Fair enough. Well, all this is on you and I guess me uh, for putting together another great show.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, and we're not coming back after Game Four on Friday. We're not we're is do, that for sure? I mean, oh, you know. you're not coming back to to Oakland? Okay, but are we going to do a live post game show? I don't know. I you guess gotta, we're going to have to play it by ear. Yeah. It's going to be tough. I'm going to be in Montana. Um, you know. Yeah, So, I mean, we'll figure it out.
0: And I got the neighborhood d- dinner club to go to around the, around the corner. Yeah, um, so, and so, you know,
1: maybe we do, uh, you know, maybe maybe they can't get to a game five and we get one in after game five. But yeah, or a Saturday. We do, a, we do a season post-mortem after. Right. All right, well, we'll see
0: how that works out. But, again, Dave, thanks for having on with us and giving us all the breakdown stuff. As always, Another, it's been kind of making me sad because I realize that another season is under our belt.
1: I know. This is almost two full seasons yeah. of this. Yeah.
0: Well, listen. Thank you to everybody out there who's been part of the conversation. It's not over yet, but it's getting there. Hang uh, on, but, Nick. But, hang but, on. Someone
1: what? in the Periscope chat just challenged me to a three-point shooting contest.
0: Oh wow! I remember one of my players would do that when I was coaching in high school, and it never ended well for them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> mine knew better. Mine knew better because I, I scrimmaged with them. Yeah, So okay. they knew better. Really? Um, but yeah, I, yeah. Hey, I'll be I'll be out in Vegas uh, during oh, summer league. Really okay I'll be there I'll be there the entire summer league so uh, come out say hi also check out sportsbusinessclassroom.com hey free plugs you got that's it That's right that's Literally, right friend of the
0: breakdown Larry Coons uh, that's baby. right
1: yeah come you know check it out if you're interested in the salary cap or scouting and video or uh, social media or digital branding check that out um, but I'll be out in Vegas the whole time so uh, if you if you come to Vegas holler at me and I will beat you in a three point contest. Uh, <laughs> all but right. not we'll for money because I don't gamble
0: we'll just do it for. Uh, we'll film it and put it on the YouTube channel so you anyhow go. great stuff we will all see you tomorrow on my YouTube channel I'll get a couple videos out on this game and whatever else is happening a lot of great ideas Dave thanks for being here guys out there thanks for being here Gigolo Puff again thanks for moderating on YouTube and don't forget sports fans at B-Ball Breakdown we're not a channel we're a conversation you win you win Dave
1: yes I am